Hey, Peter. Hey, what's up? What are you thinking? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Are you crazy? Uh, Well, crazy like a fox, I hope. But I heard a rumor that you're going to record an album in one take with musicians that have not played together before on YouTube live. Yes, partially true. That's insane. (laughs) Let's talk about it. (laughs) I mean, it's an intervention is what it is. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Music advice coming at you. Coming at you today, sponsored by Open Studio. Go to Open Studio Jazz for oh, your jazz lesson needs. Yes. Yes, yes, Gotta yes. Got to get that vocal warm up in. That's very good. Me, 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 me. It's me, always me. about you. That's right. It's always about you. We have, we have some uh, we have some musical and friend and open studio royalty in the hey. house. You cannot see him, but Max Gamiz, who's uh, got a little bit of fame and fortune in the world here, he does, yeah. actually in the room with us. So we're a little nervous today, yeah. but we're super excited. All the way from Durango, Mexico. That's right. Oh, yeah. right. He is in the house at uh, Open Studio HQ. It's been very exciting. Yeah. And we've got some cool stuff that we've been doing that we're going to talk about maybe in the next episode. Okay. But today... Yeah. I want to, you know, I was feeling good about this. Then you got me a little bit nervous with this crazy man talk. Well, so let's break this down. Let's it, do it. Do the interventions. But I want to come out of this feeling even better. Okay. So get, let's do some splaining. First of all, take your shoes off and put them in the corner. <laughs> just so you can't run while we're intervening. And there's a car waiting outside. So. That's right. Uh, no. Um, so I'm very excited because you're about to record your first album as a leader in a few years. Yeah, like seven years. Um your last album was in like 2017, right? 2016? So. Yeah. I should know. I was I played a little guitar you, on you it. You played it on really it, yeah. Fun. yeah. And you're going to be super involved with this one, so. I hope to be. We'll see if I can hang on this one. There's oh, yeah. uh, some heavy hitters <laughs> happening. Uh, so it's a quartet album. Quartet. And you want to tell the folks who you got in your yes, quartet? Yes, Gregory Hutchinson on drums. Ever heard of him. Ever, ever our friend <laughs> and compatriot. Um, Ruben Rogers on bass. Yeah. Sarah Hanahan on uh, saxophone. And I'll, I just wanted to say a little bit about each of them. Um, probably many of you know all of them, but you may not know Sarah as much because she's pretty young. It's relatively fresh on the she's scene. She's so burning, though. She's so burning, and she is known uh, already because she's been firing up the New York scene and beyond. Sick. Uh, an amazing alto player. I'm, I've never really played with her. I mean, I've, we played together just a little bit, but never like a gig or a recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I first heard her, which was at the uh, Betty Carter Jazz Ahead uh, program run by Jason Moran and the good folks at the Kennedy Center there about three years ago, um, as soon as I heard her, I was like, okay, I want to create something that includes her. Like that's, she had that kind of musical magnetism. She's super cool too. Yeah. I got to know her a little bit. That's like a bonus, yeah, but yeah. like her playing, it's just, she plays in a way that is so exciting for the listener, but for me as a musician. And so, uh, I'm really kind of excited to bring her into the fold with Greg and Ruben, who I have played with a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of my, my thought process of putting this group together. It's called Generation S, by the way. Love that name. Also known as Gen S. This is the first time we're announcing that. Gen it, S. It's the Gen S That's band. a good name, man. It's yeah. Because yeah. everyone's calling me Gen X, but this is Gen S. And then the S stands for socks or... <laughs> swing. Swing? That's right. What? Right. Although we're not really a swing band. <laughs> Seaweed? <laughs> Seaweed. I do like seaweed. But it's going to swing, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to get to some swing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Greg Hutchinson and Ruben Rogers and myself have played together for many years. I mean, I first met Greg when we were, you know, 16. Like, actually, the second day I was in New York City, when I was 16 years old, uh, I met Greg. And he's been, a, like, just a fixture in my life as a friend and, and you know, playing partner. And he's just somebody whose music I respect 
you know, as much, if not more than anybody. I think it's safe to say he's one of the greats. He's at this one point. of the greats. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's fun to kind of know and play with over the years, one of the greats. Ruben Rogers, the same thing. Um, and so we definitely have like a hookup, but I thought it would be fun to bring in and like, I didn't want to do like the typical trio thing. I love quartet. Yeah. You know, sue me. I love a, I love a great quartet <laughs> with saxophone, <laughs> piano, bass, and drums. You're a supportive guy. I'm a supportive guy, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I just love all the different possibilities. I love trio too, of yeah, course. Yeah. It's a different vibe though. It's a whole different thing. It's a whole different vibe. And I always feel like when you do have a longstanding rhythm section or trio, like what can you do to kind of change things? It can be the music. It can be the personnel. It can be the shirts. It can be a lot of things. But I, I think that I might have hit on, knock on wood, you know, a, a, a nice little augmentation of some some slightly older heads that have been doing their thing with somebody new and fresh, but also just a different kind of format, you know? And the different kind of format is kind of special. So you're going to be recording this album live, no stops. No stops. No edits, no punch-ins. Right, no and edits, gonna, yeah. And you'll be doing it on, what's the date you're doing it? September 7th. September 7th, live and... Uh, we're going to live stream it also. We're going to live stream it on Open Studio yeah. so like the world can watch That's right. the tightrope walk. Here's the thing though, this is what I love about this, is it's really not a tightrope walk for you guys because you're all well, so good. We, we haven't done it yet. But I mean, the risk is still there. The danger right. and the feeling of this is a live thing. This is why... Uh, jazz and all improvised music is best consumed live and in person because there is a feeling in the room when it could all like what could happen nobody right. knows and there's no going back to fix anything and I love that you're actually committing to that for an album album it feels right it feels right well this is the way I look at it I, I and I think yeah you put it together right I, I mean for me when I'm going to hear music really any kind of music but especially jazz this is something that we excel at we don't excel at everything you know what I mean um, I mean, there's certain things that jazz musicians... Marketing. Right, Not right. great. Not great at marketing. Right. I mean, we, we can't be great at everything. We yeah. don't need to be. Dancing. We, we often not great at dancing. Ugh, yeah. yeah. Lois Monk was pretty good, but outside of that. But I mean, but what can we do that that is really interesting? Merch. We're not great at merch. We're not Sorry. Great. Our merch is bad. <laughs> I have Black so shirt with like what, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, um, but playing in the moment, creating something... Um, is something that we're that we're known for and is super interesting. I know as a listener and as a player, it's just fun. Yeah. And I think that when I go to hear music, um, how the story is going to unfold is such a cool thing. So like, even if you're playing, and actually this is going to be all new compositions. Um, so that's going to be, I think, interesting and hopefully really good too. We'll see. But um you know, even if it's if it whether it's a standard or a jazz, jazz standard or a new composition, there's an opportunity to tell a story that is a little bit different every performance. So, like that's the whole point of being there live and creating something live. So I'm glad you mentioned. So these are all new tunes of yes. yours. You're writing all new tunes, which yes. you're an amazing composer. Yeah. Uh, can we get a sneak peek? Maybe it's something. Uh sure. I was about to be like, tune in September 7th. No, give us a little something. Give a little nugget. And maybe talk about like the process of writing and how, you know, for the, for the podcast listeners, I know you've been doing some stuff on Instagram. Yes. Like some shorts on the process of writing, but maybe if you can give a little bit longer explanation of like, if you want to pick this one, I I think you're going to play this thing here in seven and maybe just talk about your thoughts behind that. Yeah, I mean, I think for all the, all these compositions, it's always sort of a, a, a distinct pleasure and luxury to be able to write for a specific event, yeah, you know, be it a recording totally. session or, or a live performance, like this is going to be both, and for a group of musicians because they, they, you know the individuals. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm guessing somewhere, I'm not guessing, I'm having to use my imagination in terms of how 
these different personalities are going to come together and what they're going to do with what I present to them. But I look at it as an opportunity to like, how do I come up with the minimum framework necessary to give the support, to give the direction, to give the foundation for the storytelling, but no more than that so that these great players can put their little sparkle and fun. And more importantly, the interaction between us, like how can we become you know, greater than the sum of these individual parts. Yeah. And so there, there's definitely an art to like, how do you write like that? And I don't always get it right, but I'm definitely thinking about that. So yes, I want to come up with like cool stuff and different grooves and things that are fun to play, fun for me to play, you know, mm -hmm. and that's what I really go off of. And then are hopefully fun for others to play, but also like, how do we set it up in a way that, that it's almost like a ramp? You know, it's like, you know, we talk about risk. I came up in the seventies looking at evil Knievel, shout out to the, to Gen Xers out there, but that's like, a character, right? Yeah, there. you know, yeah. it's like he did some live. He was a live streamer. None <laughs> of them, and it was they were risks because none of all, all of them risk. worked. Some right. of them he fell very hard into a canyon. Right. So if we fall down, it's not going to be like no physical danger. So this tune, and I think this is going to end up being first. I always kind of heard it that way. Starts with this. Um, it's called an obbligato. Would that make me found, sound fancy? Obbligato. Ostinato. Oh. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't speak Italian. Do you speak music? So it's that uh, kind of repeated thing. That's obbligato. Ostinato. Ostinato. Yeah, yeah. So and, and what I did was just like, I really, you know, it's just like you have one idea that you want to use for a tune. And this is kind of based around as much of that melody down there in the root. But like immediately jumping down to the third and then... All this is C minor pentatonic. Yeah. Yeah. And it used to be when I was younger, I'd write stuff and it was, if I found out it was like all pentatonic or I was like, ah, oh, I got to make that fancier. I got to, that's too basic. But now you're, you're embracing it. But yeah, for this, what, okay. So where this sings though, is you do introduce an A natural. Yeah. So this is F minor, but then everything else, or F major, yeah. but everything else is in that sort of A flat major, F minor yeah. sound, right? That parallel minor, or I yeah. like to think of it, I think as you do too, it's like, we're in A flat major, really. Right, right. Uh, F Aeolian, which is just A flat major, and for me, I, I think about that in terms of the relationships. But here's where that C pent, the C minor pentatonic, it works over both major and minor. Right. Which I didn't realize. Yeah. So, but it, but that's what's so cool about it. You could use C minor pentatonic over F major and F minor, mm. or F major, or dominant, or whatever. So that's what, I mean, that's, it's not just like a pentatonic melody and you're in E flat. Mm -hmm. It's not that at all. Or even C minor, which is fine. But yeah. all of this is over C minor pentatonic over like F major and F minor. It's cool. Different. Right. Yeah. And I love stuff that can like move around a lot, but that you can play one thing over it. You don't have to. Like, especially when the rhythm is a little bit complex like this is kind of a i didn't realize it as i was writing it but i was like oh shit this is another is one of seven damn seven do you tunes. have any yeah i don't know i just kind of hear it like that but it's it's i mean trust me it's not from a like i want to i wrote a tune years ago called uh la pregunta la pregunta and i was convinced this was not in actually wait wait hold on hold on Keep 
six, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, three, yes. one, two, oh three, the bridge, four, five, I think. Six. Anyway, that's old too, man. Why are we talking about? Why are we talking about? That? No, I thought it, that was in seven. But you're not. But <laughs> I think the key it? to this, and I think this yeah. is very good for for all of our budding composers out yeah. there, is you're not uh, like strategically. You're not planning that first. Yeah, you're not no. strategically. Like, and then the bridge is going to go to seven, and I'm going to go back to a big no. six. No, which I think that's the six you were playing is like it's some something. That's a big six. Yeah, it's a big six, but that's probably a twelve eight or or even like a. So it's something interesting that's yeah. like. Because you're you're breaking it up somewhere half in the bar. Any drummers or people who are more uh, rhythmically literate than Anybody I am. Anybody that can count better yeah. than us. <laughs> Let us know. Play it again. Play the, the old tune again. The... Yeah, it's like four and two. Oh, it's yeah, that's like, right. One, it's like two. two. Three. Yeah, it's six. It's just six. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's six, four. But like it's your the way you're feeling is let's not get into this. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but just stuff in general. So from a harmonic standpoint, but also from a rhythmic standpoint, like how do you make something that it, like has some handcuffs, but you kind of free it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so that that is the idea on this. And then when the melody comes in, so this continues this obligato slash ostinato. Place. Where's the bridge yeah. go? Where's the first chord? I, I can't remember. No, it's, so this is this is this Moo? It is G major, but it's G major nine, G major nine over B. Yeah, that's that's with the, the Opus Studio Moo. Yeah, oh. with the major, the major seven, the major seven. <laughs> no, that's the Moo Opus Studio Moo. The Opus Studio Moo would be without the major seven, with the major seven. Yeah, you know what we called it, Peter? Do you remember? Smoo, the schmoo. What is it? Oh, the meow. The meow. Oh, so I think it goes next to a real meow. It's really, it could be, you could call that a B minor uh, flat six too, if you wanted to, okay. you know, yeah. some people call it that, but. Yeah, but it's just, not, not all the music is this complicated. Like this one, and this one, I don't think it's actually going to be as hard for the play. I mean, we'll see. We're going we're to have some great time to rehearse for this, which is a super big luxury. And yeah. I want to, full disclosure is this is not like we're showing up, we've never played together, we're going to record a record. We're going to have the luxury of some great just like hanging and playing, hanging with the music, hanging with each other. Nice. Really getting a chance to kind of craft things. You know, I've got a couple of ballads. I got some stuff in three. I just, I just kind of wrote stuff that I like, and I'm, I'm at a place where... I'm really excited because it's like, it's like, I wouldn't say it's no judgment that I have on myself, but it's the least I've had in my whole life. It's a good feeling. Like as I'm writing, like I don't care if it, if it is a tricky time or if it's not, it is what it is. Yeah. And like, I, I like if it's fun and interesting to me, if it feels good, yeah. let's see where it, it goes. It is good. Yeah. yeah. If you love it, that's all that matters. Yeah. And I mean, and if people love it too, to your that, I hope so. Yeah. And if they hate it, then, you know. I'll try to do better next time. But the idea is like, I, I am confident with this, that it is, what I'm trying to do is like create music that feels good as the entertaining. I'm yeah, not trying to yeah, change yeah. the world with the music, but I know that if people are feeling good engaging with music and other artists are doing that, that does change the world. Like yeah. I'm just trying to serve in this one way. And so the idea about doing it live and inviting, and this is gonna be on Open Studios YouTube channel 
8 p.m. Eastern, September 7th, Thursday. The reason we're inviting everybody in to watch this is because not only do we want to have the energy, you know, like there were a live audience there, but we can ex expand that to everybody in their living rooms or wherever they are. I wonder if you could talk about, because it has been a while since you've put out an album as a leader, and yeah. this process, I mean, there's a lot going on. This is a specifically big project. Yeah, because like, we're doing video. It's doing, the album, yeah. and it's the video. We're flying musicians in from all over the world. There's on a lot. On aeroplanes. On aero, aeroplanes, <laughs> and there's a lot of logistics. And you yeah. have, of course, you know, we have Open Studio here to help present, and it's, it's going to be streamed, and then videos are going to be produced or whatever. But I love that it's a big scope project, but I wonder if you could talk about the importance, even not on this grand of a scale, but because it's been so long since you've made a record, yeah. I'm so happy you're making a record because I know for me, like there's no better stress test of yeah. what I'm working on and what I'm doing, not just musically, but professionally and personally, then can I put something out in the world yeah. that is, there's a lot of problems to be solved musically, you know, financially, whatever, whatever yeah. it is. And I wonder if you could talk about how you're feeling after working on it for a while and like what, how, how that, if, is that important to you? Like this feeling of releasing something? Yeah, I mean, I kind of forgot how important it is. If I remembered, I would be doing it every year. Yeah. Um, it is a lot to do it now, especially with everything else that's going on that we're trying to do here. But I do I bring it up because I've kind of made that my goal to do something every year. Yeah, to and you've been really good about it. The last, I mean, probably not as good as you think, but like, you know, when you had your trio, you were doing, you know, I, I remember one time we were super busy. And you're like, I'm going to come in here in the evening. We're just going to do a trio album. Yeah, just because I, I want to keep something it. moving yeah. forward always. I think it's, it's important. Yeah. And I think it's important for like the listeners and the fans and the community more than we realize sometimes. Like, because we're putting so much content out, but at a certain time, like it's, it's such a great marker to be like, this is an album. Even if nobody gets the CD or the LP or if they consume it streaming, I, I don't really care where they get it. Um, but the fact that we're saying this is a set of music this is a little a moment in time when we are and that's why i wanted to do it live and that's why i wanted to do it in one take because i'm at that place where i know we can do that yeah, you can. now could we make it a more polished thing if we all went to isolated rooms and maybe improve the sound i mean and i think the sound is going to be killing on this and the video is adding the a video whole is going to be element. a huge element and i think the live part is important for that right right and so i mean i'm more interested in not the perfection that we achieved that I think most people wouldn't even, it, that's more like of a selfish thing yeah. sometimes. Like to sit there and to tweak everything, that's more for your ego. I don't think the listener matters that much. No. It doesn't matter that much. And actually, that. I don't like perfect sounding music. Right. In some of our favorite recordings, there's loads of things that weren't planned and you would probably take out if you could. And I, I mean, I haven't been on, I've been on a lot of sessions over the years in the studio yeah. where we do multiple takes, but the first take... I can't remember a time that the first actual complete take wasn't the best take. And usually it has... And, and they sometimes don't use them, and maybe the later one was a little more perfect, but it doesn't have that energy. I it know. doesn't have that vibe. The energy of the first take is always the one, even with the mistakes, which yeah. are inevitable, and probably, by the way, in the perfect take, too. Yeah. But the more perfect you try to make it, the less juice you lose from right. those like things that could happen and that risk that's involved. And I think by perfect, we're not talking... Let's just be clear. We're not talking about like things fall apart, the beat gets turned over, somebody gets lost, or whatever. No. This is like... We're talking about you know the music, and you are I do feel like there's a certain level of professionalism where you know barring the the the, the power going out or or like there being an earthquake or something that we should and are able to execute on something no matter what now will you look back on it and be like like what I'm hoping to look back on it and not be like oh I could have done this or be like wow that's what happened in that moment 
That's what we're trying to do. That's what happened that evening with those people watching, with those musicians in the studio. And we captured it, you know, and I'm, I'm good with that. September 7th, live on Open Studios YouTube. Do not miss it. We're going to have an early show for our European folks. Oh, that's right. And a late show for our North American, South American folks. Right. Go to uh, Open Studio YouTube. And until then, let's go out. You'll hear it. One, two, three, four, five, six.